We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afternoon to you. Welcome back, Lori and Julia Show. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Our pre-Thanksgiving show on this Wednesday afternoon. And looking up at my traffic monitor here, 35E northbound. Everybody's getting out of town. Well, this yeah. is the time they <laughs> yeah. said. This is the big driving holiday. Yep. Yeah. The worst time to leave is like 334. Yep. 3 to 5, they 3 said. To 3 to 5. 3 to 5. On Wednesday. On Wednesday mm-hmm. afternoon. And uh, yes, it is not... Not good, and uh, I'm trying not to panic that I'm not going to be kamikaze holiday shopping with my dad on Friday morning when I have been able to find... Oh, stop. No, Julia, you do not understand how many presents I buy in that four and a half hours of frenzied shopping with my dad. With no list or anything, I just go with my wallet and, you know... I'm panicking. Christmas. So well, maybe your family will do what Oprah told uh, Gail King because Gail King last night was on Stephen Colbert and it was already planned before the Charlie Rose. Oh yeah, yeah. everything kept with her, and she said, "Oh, you don't know how much I wanted to cancel yeah. this, but we'd already planned it to go over Oprah's favorite things." Yeah, and she talked a little bit about how they spend Christmas. And um, they spend it in Hawaii with Oprah and Stedman, and she brings her kids, her favorite boy and her favorite girl, she calls them or something. And um, she was talking about, Oprah finally said, Stephen's like, what do you buy Oprah? And she says, oh my word. Thank goodness she said no presents. Oh. <laughs> she said no presents, and Gail's kind of like, well, I kind of you know, feel bad that we don't have anything to open. And she's like, nope, no presents. Yeah. What would You're you at Oprah's Oprah? estate on the Big Island. Yeah. Isn't she on the Big Island? No, she's in Maui. Oh, she's in Maui. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, Lord. Yeah. I'd get her something from the Goop catalog just for fun. Oh, no. no. <laughs> no she doesn't want any of that crap. No, but Gail <laughs> King admitted last night, okay, so she was. he was going, oh, all right, well, whatever. We'll talk later about it. What did she admit? Well, she admitted that she's never smoked pot in her life because um, one of the favorite things is the, this herb container that's supposed to make all your herbs last for weeks. Mm-hmm. And Stephen's like, come on, we know what you're talking about here. And then she also admitted um, she doesn't drink. She got drunk at like a school leadership program in her Early junior career. year. No, in oh, high, school. high school. And she was so sick, she vowed never to drink again. If only it could have been that easy. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. That's really something. Okay, so we got to just get to this story because, again, this is kind of like the net neutrality thing, sort of just getting buried and coming out now. I think it came out yesterday about Uber and something that happened with Uber and getting hacked, and it's huge. And we're only 
American consumers are only just now finding out about it. Let's let the Today Show tell us the rest. Breach at Uber, the troubled car hailing service disclosing on Monday that the personal data of 57 million customers and drivers was exposed. But what's worse is that this hack took place in October of 2016, more than a year ago, and that is just the beginning. NBC's Stephanie Rule is here with more on that, Steph. This is like a bad news, worse news situation. The company got hacked, then they paid off the hackers to cover it up, and now everybody knows about it anyway. Take me through it. That is exactly it. And all of this happened under former Uber co-founder and CEO Travis Kalanick. Two hackers come. They say we've stolen this data. Uber pays them a hundred grand, and the hackers say we'll delete it, and no one tells anyone. You have to disclose this to the government and to your customers. They didn't. So it's a huge relationship breach. The new CEO came in, found out, and said we need to tell everyone. But guess what? In a lot of states, you need to disclose it if you've been breached, so they could get hit with huge fines. Don't worry about Uber. They're worth fifty billion dollars. But the cover-up here—it's just like your kids. The cover-up worse than the crime. Yeah, with your kids. And in Washington, they always say the cover-up is worse than the crime. Um, let me ask you, what is the information that got stolen? Because I have to say, I'm thinking, well, now they know where everyone lives. And secondly, what are the chances the hacker are going to you know, could stick to their word and not release it because they got 100K. See, that's a great point. No one actually knows. The hackers told Uber execs, don't worry, we've deleted it. Now, the head of security, who was the head of security then, is now fired. But who knows? And the company says they're looking into it. Obviously, the government is involved now. And they say they're going to tighten up security measures. But they've lost a lot of trust. And they already had a black eye. Yeah, now they have competitors. Lift <laughs> yeah. right at the gate. Yeah. yeah. All right, step. Lift was, right at the gate. Yeah, it is lift. Um, mm -hmm. So the thing was, um, the personal information of 7 million, million drivers, it's their driver's license numbers, yeah. but, no, but no social security and no credit card information. But still, it's names, email addresses, and phone numbers of 50 million Uber riders, and then on top of that, the rest. The drivers. How does that get hit? I, I don't, I that feel like we need this new part of the government yeah. that is just going to be over cyber stuff. You know, there has to be like a whole new, you know, area. Yeah, because they still the haven't figured out with the Equifax. Right. Someone should be on top of this for everybody. The, the hackers will always be one step ahead. Yeah. Well, I know, but still, someone should have, you know, go. I mean, that is just gross that they were able to hide that from everybody for over a year. Well, that's one reason why they got rid of that guy, that CEO. I mean, I think there were a number of reasons the board, but the board all went along with it. Right. Well, because they were you all know? making gobs of money, Lori. Money, it, money, money, money. I know it. I know it. I know it. So, yeah, I was just like, oh, finally someone, you know, I was waiting for someone. But the Today Show was the only one that did a story on it because CBS has been consumed with Charlie Rose. Yes, they have. And all things sexual harassment. Now, another was more women have come forward. But, um, you know, an intern of his. She Charlie was, Rose. Yeah, was delivering mail and he he made her <laughs> watch so the movie Secretary, the specific scene in it. That's the one with Maggie Gyllenhaal. And James Spader. Mm -hmm. It's a sexy movie. Well, yeah, but she said, you know, just she how, was so uncomfortable that how gross. She, she's delivering mail. And he goes, just watch this scene with me for 20 minutes. And mm. did he just want to make her? I mean, gross, 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 Charlie, gross, Charlie, Charlie. gross. All right. Yeah. Are we going to play seven seconds? Sure. Would you like to? Yeah. Well, we do, do we have time? We don't really have time right now. Well, we yeah, we do. OK, let's, let's do it. Uh, let's here we go. Take you seven seconds. Oh. Oh. 
Another game Time of for seven Lori. seconds, the fun game where it's less about who wins and more about Lori and Julia stumbling around trying to come up with the answers. Yes, we got seven seconds. Seven, seven seconds on the clock. Seven long, harrowing seconds. All, All right. Just on the first seven seconds. Yes, thank you so much for that intro. Uh, let's start with uh, Lori. You going to go first? Uh, sure. The category is European countries. Oh, she's oh. going to do better. European countries. Here we go. France. Julia. Spain. Italy. Germany. Sweden. Austria. Austria. Um, Norway. Belgium. Finland. The Tulip Place. Amsterdam. Where are they? Holland. Denmark. Um, oh, Sweden. Already said that. Um, Norway. Already, Already said, said that. Well, oh, God, you went to all the East speaking the leaders. Um, what else is over there? Italy. <laughs> Said I already that. said that. Oh, you're a cheater. You took all the good ones. Big one, Great Britain. I know. I, I kept thinking, is that in Europe? <laughs> Portugal would have been another Portugal. one. Portugal, the man. Switzerland yeah. would have been another one. I thought I said Switzerland, but Romania, I said Romania, Bulgaria, right, Albania. Fine. Okay. All right, fine. All right, I'm a geography your... fool. <laughs> your next category, Julia Start. Give me George Clooney movies. Oh, didn't we already do that? Oh, this no, we is didn't. such a hard one. All right, I'll start Solus. Solaris, I'll take it. Yes. Um, that Cohen brother with the uh, goofy guys. Okay, but you need a name. I know what I know. Okay. Uh, oh, brother, or wow. that one. That's that a one. hard one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that would be easy for it, you no, guys. No, no, because he hasn't maybe. been in it's many like song titles. Yeah, He's you know how so good we are at that. But so we would be better him. at Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. We did Tom Cruise. All right, what's our second? What's we're our tiebreaker? We're done. No, we're done. We're done. We have to move on for random thoughts. Okay. The radio home of, did you hear the new single? My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, people. You know what I've got for you? What? What? Why did the cranberries? I've got a little couple little turkey uh, Thanksgiving jokes for you guys that you could use okay. around the Thanksgiving oh, okay. table tomorrow yeah. from that good old magazine, Boys Life. Okay, why did the turkey Biff Biff asked Bob this question? Biff and Bob. Okay. Is that the joke? No. no. Yeah. Why did the turkey cross the road? What does Bob say, Donnie? Well, I don't know. I don't. Oh, I don't yeah. know. And Biff said it was Thanksgiving Day, and he wanted people to think he was a chicken. Okay, why do pilgrims' pants always fall down? <laughs> why? Thank you, Lori, for playing along. Yes. Oh, my God. Because they wear their belt buckles on their hats. Oh. That's an obvious <laughs> one. I know. better than the first one. What did the turkey say to the computer? What? Don't gobble my something... Gobble, gobble, gobble instead of Google, Google, Google. <laughs> That's okay, cute. Okay, um, like these one. are so good. All right, so um, what has what key has legs and can't open the door? What key has legs and can't open the yeah. door? I, what? Someone says, and Caleb says back, a turkey. Like a turnkey. Turkey. Turkey. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, Lori, you knows this one. Which bird is best at bowling? A turkey. Yes. Yeah, gobble, 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 three it. in a row. You got it, you got it. All right, so. I always do the sign, you know, like where you do a special fist bump for a turkey, and I always get it wrong because, you, like, someone's supposed to hold up your hand, and then you go, 
you give the fist bump because it looks like a turkey. Oh. But I always give the first fist bump, and then I make my hand make all the feathers for is the this, Is this something, a bowling, a bowling gesture? Thing. Okay, when after you, you hit, and a turkey is three strikes in a row? Yes. Okay, yes. so then you do the fist bump, but you always do it backwards. I do it backwards. Of course. I, You know, I have high-five anxiety. I know you do. You don't want to touch anybody. <laughs> well, it isn't that. It's just that even though I know you can keep your eye on the elbow and you'll get it, I just, yeah, I don't... I'm lazy. I don't want to high five anybody except God, my you're team. Funny. You're so funny. All right. Well, moving on. I don't want to high five everybody all around me. All right. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. After a 30 year absence, the Rosemont absence, the Rosemont High School marching band is going to be in the Macy's Day Parade. So this is pretty cool. These guys, um, only 10 bands make it to the parade. Um, 175 bands competed to be in the parade in New York City, and the kids um, did all these fundraisers and all these other things. They raised, they did a marchathon last year, raised twenty thousand dollars in one day pay for all the to tickets. pay for all the tickets mm-hmm. and everything. So that's kind of exciting. So you can watch for the Rosemont High School um, parade in the Macy's Day Parade, which Sweet. starts tomorrow morning on NBC so at it's, nine. It's the first Minnesota band in thirty years. Yes, it, it is. Oh, Thank you, Donnie. Okay. Um, and it's the 91st Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade, which starts tomorrow at 8 a.m. on NBC. So here's a couple of things about the history. The year was 1924. The place was New York City. A group of animals from the Central Park Zoo marched down a street in Harlem, accompanied by a very special group of people, a handful of immigrant Macy's employees who wanted to express how thankful they were for living in the United States that year and thus the Macy's Day Parade was born. That's how it all started. I never no, knew that. I didn't either. I didn't either. I never knew that. So here's a couple. Everyone knows this. Now I think. everyone acts like an immigrant is a bad, a bad thing. Yep. Well, that's well, how we all started. Yes, it is. Yes, all right. What was the first ever balloon in the Macy's Day Parade? Everyone knows this. Felix the Cat. Yes. <clears throat> I and didn't know that. I did. It was. It reminds me of my older brother, who you're married to. Yeah. Um. It was filled with air, not helium. Um. And the people had to walk on stilts. To have him be up high enough because it was just air originally. Um, The balloons used to be released at the end of the Macy's Day route. And people would, in the early years, people would... um, Chase them down? No, if you found one, you could claim a reward. And then what happened is, as all things, it's pollution. And someone flying, it got entangled. One of the balloons got entangled in a small plane, nearly taking it down. Oh, dear. So um, they quit... Doing that, they deflate the balloons at the end. Um, balloon balance is a big deal because the balloons, if if they're squares, they have a lot of challenges. Um, round balloons are tricky too. They actually, um, it actually took them a while to get olive oil the balloon well balanced, but to do so because she wouldn't, she kept tipping over and everything. <laughs> they had to put sweet pea in her arms. Oh, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 
as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Not gonna, hmm. That's a good little thing. Um, and um, that's all we know. Macy's will never tell you how much it costs. No. They will never tell you what. Um, the top 10, uh, seven or the top holidays where you're most likely to conceive a baby, Thanksgiving is number one, 17.7% of. Now, this is kind of interesting. You have to do it in the morning before your fall. You have to have well, sex Thanksgiving well, it, morning. It, no, but it's Drunksgiving. It's Wednesday night. It's is Wednesday when all the night. action's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when it's all happening. It's all happening. This mm-hmm. is the night that they sell more liquor at bars and liquor stores than any other holiday of the year. It's where uh, more than St. Patrick's. Yeah. I remember coming home Super from college Bowl, and it was New- such a big deal yeah, to go to Tiffany's what, or something. Yeah, you yeah. go, yep. you go out and you see your friends. Everybody's yep. coming back, and so people are just uh, you know having cocktails at home or going out, and this is the night. And it's a happy holiday because there's no pressure. It's exactly. everyone's happy and everyone's grateful. I mean, they well, should be. Well, as long as everyone can agree to keep politics away from the table. Yeah, please. You know, that's the big thing that always has to happen. Like, you know. Or, yeah. Well, unless everyone's of the same. Uh, persuasion. Persuasion. Yes. Yes. Okay, what do you think is the second big holiday? For for um, getting for, for getting it on. Mm. Getting it on. It's an obvious mm. one. New Year's Eve. New Year's it Eve. It comes with a heart. Oh, Valentine's wow. Day, and then Christmas, Fourth of July, Halloween, Memorial Day, and New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is last. Really? That's kind of surprising. Not really. You don't think so? No. Sometimes people are too drunk to do it. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Lori. You know, honestly, just too much. And I heard this earlier today, and I heard Marley talking about it. Um, if you really want to enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner, make sure you eat a lot of salad. Ah. And and why is that? Nobody, nobody, nobody believes that. Give me a break. It's true. It's true because... You should eat healthy on Thanksgiving. Okay, here's why. No, no, Kenny. Only unless you make a a fabulous Thanksgiving salad that is specifically for... She told the story wrong that you wanted to bring a salad and I said no. Oh, yeah. It was salad gate last year, but I'm going to tell you why. Why? All the Thanksgiving foods are so rich and salty and creamy that if you're eating all that, your mouth gets bored. So if you mix it up with a little bit of something, something, like some lettuce, you know? It's gotta be a special Thanksgiving salad. It can't just be a regular, any old carrot and cucumber and lettuce salad. Well, I'm making one of those, Lori, so (laughs) I'm gonna see. No, it's not good like a special Thanksgiving salad. Just saying, just saying. Don't let your mouth get bored. (laughs) Right, (laughs) there's other things to do with it. So many places to go with that. Well, I think we should explore them. (laughs) Uh, Donnie, thanks for playing Cherish. That was uh, David Cassidy's uh, third most popular song that he did, Julia, that hit the... Uh, I never liked that one. Oh, I love that song. That hit the billboard uh, on December 25th, 1971. Of course, First, a remake of the Association song. It, see? Now, who knew that? Oh, that's a cover, yeah. That's it's a cover. I did know it's you a did. cover. And it's just, it just stays so monotone. I've had a hard time singing it as a child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, it just cherishes ah, the word no, no. that you will always thank God. Oh, I just—it's oh. a pretty song. I thought it was a pretty. I—I I don't know. I always like that. I think because you know, I don't know why. why. I just thought it was dreamy. Dreamy, like David Cassidy's feathered back hair. That's... We liked it. We liked it. All right, so there's um, you know, a story behind um, 
The seven surprising secrets from the Partridge Family cast. Um, and this Shirley Jones, this is from her memoir that she did in 2013. And Shirley Jones was the stepmother of David Cassidy and the mother, though, of Sean Cassidy, a do run, run, run. And um, those and two other ones. Patrick. Patrick, who was in studio with us. And the mom, the mom on the Partridge family. She was. Yeah. And they became very good friends when they were on the Partridge family <clears throat> together, David and Shirley. And Shirley was ma- married to David's dad at the time the Partridge family started. Jack Cassidy. Yes. Oh, he was a bad man. He's a bad man. And he was naughty. Dying. Naughty and bad and died in a fire. Died in a fire, yeah. But, and severe alcoholic. But what happened is... During the making of the pilot, I mean, during the making of um, Partridge Family, when the fame of Shirley and David was growing, I mean, David's so big, the dad was so jealous, jealous. Okay. and he never said anything nice to his kid. But here's here's the people talking about, I don't know, Donnie, the backup singing, who actually did the backup singing, because on the Partridge Family, the only two that could sing were Shirley Jones and David Cassidy. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Keith Partridge and the mom. Mm-hmm. Screen Gems specifically did not want to cast the show with musicians and singers. Um, the intent all along was to create a fake band and have all the actors lip sync. I remember somebody saying to me, why doesn't the Partridge family play Las Vegas? Why don't you go out on tour? And I kept saying, you don't understand, there is no Partridge family. You know, they were all studio singers and musicians. We were the sound of the Partridge family. We were hired guns. We were people you knew you could get it done well, on time, on budget, and that means a lot. Back then, if people sang for other people in any way, they didn't want the public to know that. You know, which is kind of silly, but that's the way they did it back then. Tom and John and Jackie were most successful, most talented singers. They taught me so much as, you know, a young, impressionable musician. We knew what the assignment was going in because it's for a family show and, and, they, and families have a certain kind of blend and so forth. We just thought of ourselves as the kids, but since I was the only girl in the group, I had to sound like the young girl. Jackie was the smallest child. I was the next smallest. Well, it, was, it would be more like, no, it would be more like Ron was Lori and I was Danny because I was singing the teenage bass. Those are some of the best musicians. There was a bunch of really feel-good music on the Partridge Family. That was Danny Bonner. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and of course, you know, the Partridge Family was that show was inspired by the real life, the Cowsells. Yes, correct. Okay. If you remember that group, they were a family, and mm-hmm. they had one song you would you would know it if Donnie okay. found the cow. Well, they had the hair, hair, Indian Lake, the rain, the park, and other things. Yeah. yeah. You must have been a DJ back then. No. No. no I was just no. listening just to a lot remember. of radio. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. And so then, that's that's just a little trivia for yeah, you. Yeah, that's true, Lori. Mm-hmm. And here's David Cassidy talking about having to audition after the TV pilot was filmed. He was a very good pop writer, and I learned a lot from Wes Farrell, but. I had to audition for him after the pilot sold. Um, so I brought my guitar and I played a Beatles song, I think. And I evidently passed the audition because they called me the next day and said, um, we're going to start recording. I and remember the first time we heard him, we just went, we said, yes. yes. From that point on, it was David fronting and the four of us. And then we would track ourselves to create that blendy sound. Because the sound of the partridge to me is led by David. I mean, he is, and he's got such a distinctive sound. He had a, a great twinkle in his voice. I wasn't at all surprised as he became the big star. I'd go in and do the vocal, and what they would do is they'd slow the track down a quarter tone. I'd sing it, 
in my voice, and then they'd bring it back to normal. So I sounded younger. Oh, that's a good little trick. You know, something we don't have a cut for is, and everyone knew this, well, it was talked about a lot after the time, Susan Day, who played Lori Partridge, the piano player, Mm -hmm. um, she had a massive crush on David Cassidy, Keith Partridge. He was adorably handsome. Yeah, and he never reciprocated her feelings. Um, Shirley Jones wrote this in her memoir. She said... David just saw Susan always as the sister that he never had. Even though the feelings were unrequited, Susan Day's crush persisted throughout the series. Susan Day continued to be crazy about David, but he didn't handle her emotions for him particularly well or sensitively. Mm. She says, noting that David had frequent trysts with female fans as he became a famous musician in his own right, she wouldn't listen to my advice about David. And I found myself warning her over and over and over and again not to get involved with him i don't think he ever slept with her i feel like no. i feel like we did had him. this and she would never go to any of the partridge family reunions no. we saw a clip from 1991 when arsenio hall had a partridge family reunion with danny bonaducci shirley jones and david cassie really the main three we never yeah. knew those two little kids who they were yeah um and she would never go to anything she would never talk about him and she was of course on um la law yeah. yeah, for a and, while, and, and then we, we've we, lost track of her. Yeah, she hasn't acted in anything and, that we've seen. And, her in. Shirley, and Shirley Jones talked about some of the guest stars, the famous guest stars. They had, um, when Farrah Fawcett joined an episode of The Partridge Family, everyone noticed what a great looker she was and predicted she would go on to be a big star. <laughs> when Jodie Foster guest starred when she was 11, she was one of the finest child actresses she says she'd ever work with. Rob Reiner was a great get and also fun to work with. On the other hand, she found fault with some of the other guests. The year when Dick Clark came on the show, Jones did not like him very much. Richard Pryor, she says, was so drugged up that he never asked me a thing about myself. And Ray Bolger, a bit irritable and insisted that everything had to be his way. The scarecrow? Yep. Really? But Richard Pryor so drugged up. Um, Yeah. And Susan just said she she refused to take part in anything. But so oh we my. have, there's been no word from Susan Day. No, there, no, no. And, you know, Shirley must feel terrible too today that she's well, outlived him. And, yeah, and she you know. spoke about David's problems famously back in, um, he shared his struggles with alcohol abuse in 2008, was charged with a DUI. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that he was in Florida, you know, he had horses. Yes. Remember he had to drive so far. Remember talking about this yeah. story because it was the same time Billy Joel kept running into walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And getting DUIs. And, and she said that, he, she was just in 2015 again, so scared to death that we're going to wake up one morning and find out he's dead on the floor. Yeah. He just had chronic alcoholism. A couple of my friends said he, his his soul is at peace now. Yeah. Well, you know, it was in his family and, yep. it, you know, his dad mm-hmm. was mm. drunk and fell asleep with a lit cigarette. Right. That's yes. basically mm. how he... He passed away. Let's get to this, yeah, this last is, one. There's, a, there's a, 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 a cute story at the end of this, so let's listen to this. Ironically, the first song I ever recorded was I Think I Love You. It goes from nowhere to number one in a week. And I get a call from my record company saying, monster, monster, monster. As a matter of fact, it outsold the Beatles' Let It Be that year and was the nation's number one selling single. I don't think any of us had a clue that it would be the runaway success that it was, for that matter, for the rest of the first album. And I don't think that we knew we were involved in a phenomenon. 
in the middle of an episode, I walked over to the recording studio to do Come On, Get Happy, which was the theme for the Partridge family. They had already cut the track. I listened to it once. I read the lyric. I went in and sang it once. Come on down and meet everybody. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of love in this world. That was it. Read it, sang it, was still in my makeup and the whole thing. It's probably in the studio six minutes. How about that? Mm-hmm. That's something. <laughs> One take. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. Oh, David. I know it. I know it. So, and he, he said in an interview that when he would do that song in concert, when he would sing, I woke up in love this morning, or I think I'd love you, all he would have to do is I could just, would just point at different, you know, people, and it was just pandemonium. Because Screaming was, teenage girls. Yeah, because they thought he meant them. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. And I it, woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you imagine if he's looking at you singing that? You couldn't breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. would not be able to breathe. Yeah. And he also, in this uh, Rolling Stone interview, he said, um, you know, he acknowledged that he was like a hurricane force win in the life of prepubescent girls, Gross. you know, and it was the first time many of them had twitchy feelings yes, is how exactly. he put it you know funny feelings yeah like just because uh, he wasn't clean cut like donny osmond he was a little dirtier well he, no, was, he well to me i that's how i thought he, of him he well, was he was older he was older he was yeah, older donny was younger yeah donny you felt like you would hold hands and you yes. would talk with him and he would sing I, puppy love david cassidy was definitely seen more like the danger zone yes but you know he was on coloring books and stickers and love beads and lunch boxes yes, and posters everywhere. Posters yeah. everywhere, everywhere, and uh, yeah. So, he... the, yeah, the company that um, did all the merchandising for the Partridge family um, made at least five hundred million, and wow. David Cassidy was allegedly only paid fifteen thousand. He went back mm. to sue them did in he? later years, and he got like one hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Mm. Nothing. Wow, that's unbelievable. I know. All right, listen, we come back. We've got to Hollywood speak, um, the Golden Globes, Nancy and Oprah. Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? We were wondering when Donny Osmond was going to say something. and just, About the passing of David Cassidy? Yeah, five hours ago, he tweeted, uh, very sad to say goodbye to an old friend, David Cassidy, and I shared dozens Mm -hmm. of teen magazine covers and wall space in the rooms of countless teenage girls. Truer words. Oh. Never been spoken. I enjoyed spending time with him and getting to know him through the years. My thoughts are with his loved ones. And then he did a montage of uh, some magazine covers, Flip, Fave, Teen Pinup Magazine, and then a side-by-side picture of Donnie and David Cassidy. And, of course, David was about eight years older. Yeah. To Donnie, but they were like, hey, we've got a super, super surprise for you inside, you know, side by side photo of them. So cute. So everything. Yeah. And Marie did the same thing. She and I guess uh, she did some photos where her brothers, the Osmonds and David Cassidy, always on the same covers. And David Cassidy was like really tight with uh, Jimmy Osmond. Oh, really? Yeah. And right. d- yeah. So anyway, okay, well, let's get to a little Hollywood speak. This is finally happening, Julia. I don't know what took it so okay. long. Netflix is ho- hosts their own after party for the Golden Globes. But uh, the co-host for the party, the Weinstein Company, 
They're out of there. Yeah, we. So is the party canceled? No, the party is still, still happening. Go but they decided they would take the Weinstein Company off the billing as the RSVPs were not really? coming in. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. It's been one of the Netflix Weinstein after party is apparently one of the biggest shindigs during the Golden Globes. They've had it for the last four years. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay. And last year it was really nice because it was right at the Beverly Hilton. So people oh, right. didn't have to you leave. You don't have to leave. That's really nice. I'm just going to say um, anything with the Weinstein name on it. Uh, is not going to be. Yeah, and guess where they're going to, you know, they're going to move the party to? They're not going to have it at the... Um, Beverly Hills Hotel? No, they're going to have it. No, at the Beverly Hilton. They're oh, going to have it at the brand new Waldorf Astoria that's opening right across the street from that the Beverly me. Hilton. That bothers me. That Beverly Hilton is such a classic. I know. I love staying there. I know. Oh, my gosh. All right. So... Traders. Traders. Trader. Okay, uh, let's just get into this one. <laughs> um... Uh, do you believe that CBS this morning is begging Oprah to fill in for Charlie, or is it just Gail that's begging? I think it's Gail because I really okay. So the, one of the questions because she was on with Stephen Colbert last night, and one of the questions they were asking is, um, "Are you mad at him?" Mm-hmm. You know, and and I would say absolutely because he was a brilliant journalist yes. and and exciting and dynamic to work side by side with if you weren't involved in all the other shenanigans he did with young women. Yeah. And she didn't know him as that. She knew him as a colleague, as someone to work with and learn from. And he brought a different level of expertise to Nora and Gail. I'm sorry, because Gail yeah. hadn't been in the news for years and she came back to work at that team yeah. when they put together the CBS morning team like seven or yeah, she, years ago. I mean, she told Stephen Colbert that was hard to watch his monologue. Oh, because he, it was so, you know, he raked him through the coals, of yeah. course. And a friend of mine who works for, um, um, public television and she's, you know, there been are guys out of there too for many years. Mm-hmm. And she just said, people are just devastated because he has been like an icon, an icon in journalism. And, you and know, you would be mad because suddenly now, like you, you're so stupid to do all that. Well, now, think of all the audio clips with Charlie Rose in it mm-hmm. of different. He's talked to a lot of people. That, I'm sure he interviewed David Cassidy. He's had one on ones with everybody. Yeah. His interviewing is and iconic. What stories they might have lined up at um, 60 Minutes yes. and other things they have in the can, and they're thinking about taking away his Walter Cronkite Award and. Mm. Again, Harvey Weinstein and Louis C.K. somewhere are going, thank you, Charlie. Exactly. For taking the heat off of us. Yeah, until and the I, next one comes until along. Until the next, the next one, one comes yeah. along. I feel like this one is, it's hard for us. I mean, because we like him. Well, it's because of who he was. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, <sighs> we just. It, but he was just you know, naughty and bad. Well, I was asking, you know, my my kickboxing buddies, my two guys that mm-hmm. I have known for, you know, a dozen years, and we just kicked kickbox together, and they're both guys, and I'd say they're, you know, like in their 
40s, you know, mm-hmm. maybe early 50s. I said, did you guys, do men have any idea? Have you, did you have any idea of how much harassment that women, women have gone through? gone through? And they said, no, they really, they wouldn't have believed it. And I think, I, I, I mean, Donnie would probably say, no, this. I would agree with him. The oh. Guys have no uh, idea because women and, and I don't think say, it would be something Charlie Rose would share with his buddies. No, no, I'm just saying though that it just seems to be unless you were a guy and even if you were a guy like a Terry Cruz who got harassed and came out and said something right away, it, even Geyser would be even less inclined to talk about it than than women will because who wants to be dismissed or worried about losing a job or all of that stuff so you you just kind of laugh about it push it to the side Mm -hmm. and for the guys it's even harder because what guy doesn't want attention from a woman and then you go forward and you're like what's wrong with you and you know i did work at carlson companies with this woman and um her nickname in the company was dragon lady and because she was very much a like I remember this one guy he was he was a good looking guy and and he had a director position and he reported mm-hmm. to her and she used to in meetings would like put her hand on his face and she'd just kind of pet him pet him oh and gosh. run her hand down his <laughs> and and I, everyone could see it, it was so uncomfortable for everybody but nobody knew what to do with it and we were just like wow so I boss. did right. see that. It wasn't I've seen just, the other side, too. Yeah. And we just called her Dragon Lady. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh. I know. All right. Uh, Hollywood speak this. Dancing with the Stars going to all athletes season next spring. <laughs> the new twist. I they know. can't find anyone. That's, that's exactly right. They They've can't. run out of D-list The only other thing that might be funny is if they had, like, an entire cast of something compete against each other, like of a really loved show like Full House or... You know, they haven't done that. But so many of those people probably have have already already been on it. But I'm just trying to think of some show that would be kind of iconic that they need something to do, like the Sex and the City people or the second class. I'm just thinking of my feud where they do one show versus another show. I wonder (laughs) if it's just time for Dancing with the Stars to be done. We couldn't even bring ourselves. I didn't watch any of it. The last season we watched until Charo got booted. Mm hmm. But unless there's like just somebody, we're just like no, Mm-mm. it happens too much. And like I watched, I, I wonder how many people watch The Voice because I watched The Voice a little bit because I just love Miley Cyrus. Yeah, and I'm, there's some burnout happening on that show beyond. But I only watch it to because I love her. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's kind of what they're hoping for. But two nights is ridiculous, and two seasons in one year, it's just a burnout. Yeah, it is. It's just a burnout. No, it, it no, really next is. March, we've got that other thing coming back. American Idol. Yeah. Oh, the AMAs didn't let us forget that for a minute. And the three people who were trying out during the AMAs were horrific. That was really painful. Yeah. All we're right. We're talking about, yeah. We'll be back. Stay with us.